out there. Welcome back. How are we doing on this Sunday? It's the Tailgate Show on the Brawl Network. It's your boy, Double A, A A R O N T O R on Twitter. We got Brian Quinn, aka B Diddy, B Quinn34 on Twitter. And then, of course, the man in the middle, <laughs> Bill Cartwright. No, um, not Bill Cartwright. We have Air Jair, Air Jair 54 on Twitter, and Jeremy Kramer, the ginger unicorn. What's crack-a-lacking, fellas? Happy Sunday. Start things off on a serious note, man. I'm kind of, uh, just want to apologize to you guys for my performance last season. And I'm going to lay off the flaming hot uh, beef jerky and some Krispy Kremes, man. I'm going to try to change my, my game up a little bit. So, did, you, did you not pay the light bill? What? Oh, so in the dark. <laughs> yeah, we want some light. What's going on? Shit, get it, get it, get it hyped. You letting the lady see your eyes tonight? No. Mm. Oh. I don't know what color your eyes are, but brown, I'm sure. Oh, I went swimming. They're probably red with chlorine. Oh, that's mm, swimming. That's the excuse. Swimming. Anyway, <laughs> I was just on phone. What's that? <laughs> just on my Peloton. Yeah, I just on my Peloton. I'm like, oh, oh man, oh man. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Oh, man. They, they I forgot. I, had, I forgot I had a Zoom, uh, so I just happened to be riding, riding this bike. My bad. <laughs> Woody dodged like three interviews with the press or something like that. Dude, he hasn't. Mac has not had an interview since December, yeah. man. Yeah. That was like another world. Like, Alexa, you know, that was like stop. PC pre COVID. Like, we don't even know what was December like. Like, that dude, the season ended and he, like, went up into the mountains and. You know, uh, started breaking rocks or something like you know uh, up in a mountain hut, like doing some rocky training shit, pulling a sled or I don't know what he was doing. He's not a talker, man. He just like he said no. a bunch of times, like I'm it's hyped terrible. up. Yeah, I, I prove it on the field. No, it was cool. I mean, I'm not. I mean, like you know, Mac is the coolest. Like every time I see a picture of him, I like, get hyped. Like I'm like, I can't believe this dude's on the Bears. Like he's just one of the coolest. Looking players like Jeremy's like PC principal tonight from South Park. Come on, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Khalil Mack on the Peloton, huffing and puffing, um, you know, and he he basically sort of confirmed what we had been thinking. A lot of Bears fans and Bears Twitter have been thinking that this dude is taking receipts. And he's like he's like getting fired up about this season, liking tweets of people talking crap about him from last season and, you know, all this and that. And, you know, so he's he's been laying low, just getting salty, you know, coming up with reasons to, to just – extra sharpen that Mac attack. It was uh, pretty determined, man. It it was pretty pretty dope to see, but it just seemed a little off, like dodging the media that many times and then just being on, like, you don't have enough time to do an interview, you have to be on your bike. It seemed a little weird, but... Well, he kind of said that he forgot. Like, I just, I mean, I really think that he... It's just on his own. Dude's a beast, man. Right, right. 
do what he let him do what he wants. Well, I thought was interesting was you know Biggs asked him. I got to shout out Brad Biggs. We give him crap, but he's had a lot of good questions during these Zoom things. Um, usually, he's the one that's you know got the got the cojones to just ask the question. You know what I mean, like straight up. And he asked him. He said, "Were you hurt?" You know, and. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think his answer meant? Because <laughs> he basically just said, I'm not going to make any excuses, but he didn't rule it out. He said, we were all dealing with a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of things were going on. So that's, to me, doesn't say that he necessarily was hurt, but I still I still don't know the answer. It, right? it, seemed, it seemed to me like there, there was an injury issue, the way he kind of presented it. Yeah, he, he's just not a guy that's going to make excuses. This is not. He's not going right. to say that I was hurt, so therefore that's why my play was this, this, and this. He said there was a lot of things going on, but he kind of got the sense that there could have been something there, a lingering thing. Absolutely. Right. Well, another thing that he was he was very excited about the the uh, prospects of playing was Robert Quinn. You know, said he's you know he's a good player, but even a better dude. Um, you know, talked about you know, basically not making any predictions, but he's just like, you know, it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to do some great things. Um, you know, he mentioned, you know, Quinn being a guy that goes 110 miles an hour. Well, yeah. And man, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not letting Sprays in the Lambo. No, he's, I know. <laughs> he's, he's uh, you know, Quinn and the Maserati. Uh, maybe not the Maserati, right? Um, but anyway, I mean, just, just think about how sick that's going to be to have those two guys on the outside or setting up outside and, and one of them or both of them coming on a stunt. Oh, my God. God, like having both of them on the field, you know, Quinn has, Quinn has his hand in the dirt. It's, it's you got you got two legit pass rushers on each side now, bro. Like, guys with just a nasty bend, like around the edge, full speed, like yeah, relentless. you know, like relentless. Like Quinn, it looks like a like a thinner Khalil. I mean, you watch him play, and if somebody could like you know put a put a Bears uniform on him, like, you know, using one of these fancy programs, like, dude would look a lot like Mac. His style of play and the things that he does, the moves, it's, I mean, he's very Mac-ish. Yeah, I, I hope, I know that they're ramping him up slowly. I hope there's nothing there. I think it might just be some stuff going on that he didn't get an early start like everybody else, but I hope, I hope there's nothing there. I hope he's going to be full go. Well, I, yeah. As far as Quinn, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, yeah. He's gonna. He's. They kind of have him on this his own schedule, and I, I don't think they mentioned anything specific. Um, but you know, he's. He's. I mean, how many years he's been in the league now? Quite a few, right? So yeah, it's right. given these veterans uh, a wide berth, and and they're doing it right now with the team. Um, and they're doing it with A-Rob, you know, because the Karen team has a uh, quad, and uh, A-Rob has an ankle. But the way I look at it is it's the kind of thing that if there was a game, if there had been a game today, they would have both been out there. Like, it's just, oh, you know, and Nagy mentioned today that it's just essentially like it's not worth the risk. There's no point in, in pushing it. And they brought back your favorite kicker. Uh, 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 Carlos Santos. Um, uh, 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 Carlos Santos. 
Nagy kind of said today in the interview that it was more like they needed they want an extra kicker there, and right. just because of COVID. Yeah, that was weird. Like he, Nagy um, was at, like, I mean, we'll get into the COVID thing in a second, but I thought it was interesting because he was obviously tired. Dude had been up since three in the morning with this whole thing. Um, but he's always relentlessly positive, and I have to hand it to him for that. Like he not is, falsely positive. No, no, not no, falsely no. positive. But he what? he mentioned the thing with Cairo was kind of like a coincidence. Like you know, it's a coincidence that Pinheiro apparently has a groin injury because he didn't kick at all during the scrimmage. Right. Um, and so he apparently has this groin injury, and then of course we find that out in the rabbit possession. Here's. Uh, Carlos Santos getting signed. Eddie seemed fine in that, uh, ca- that cameo. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't kicking, though. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, it looked like, uh-oh, here we go. And it's, you know, it's like everything else. It's go crazy, Bears Twitter, and even the Bears beat reporters. are. I think uh, half the time they're just as reactionary on Twitter as, as all of us. Like, it's kind of wild. I don't know. He's obviously, uh, he, like... Apparently, you know, it's uh, something very important going on. But anyway, it ended up being like a coincidence that they picked up, or at least that's what Nagy said, and then he kind of felt bad because of the way it looked. And, you know, Panera's probably going like, what the, like, what the fuck? Like, right. you know, I didn't I, see I didn't like, one on. Yeah, like, damn, like, I didn't, I got a groin like, I don't have a groin like that. I'm not Trey Burton over here, like, right. you know. Super point that move a moot point because we had a kicker in for right, but you after what's re- true, what's not I right, know. but but the, with an eighty man roster, there there's an interesting thing that I think has been going on where it's like Darian Clark is out for the year with a shoulder, so they have a spot to add somebody. So they so they sit there and go, okay, well, what do we need? Tight ends are kicking ass right now. We feel good about the tight ends. We don't need another tight end. What else do we need? Gosh, COVID. We sure love to have a second kicker, wouldn't we? I mean, and they basically, Nagy said they're going to carry two kickers. Now, one may be practice squad, but I don't really think you signed Cairo Santos to be on the practice squad, right? I don't think so either. Somebody's going to, I mean. I was just watching some commit highlights. Oh, no. your pants! Your pants I, back yeah. on. Did you put your pants back on after that. I'm right here. Yeah, did you put your uh, your Notre Dame Zubas back on? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I mean, I don't want to belabor a thing picking on a kicker, but I just thought it was kind of interesting because it was like, you know, I don't think Eddie knew, and the timing of it was weird. Um, but the thing is, I mean, they got so many balls in the air. Pause right now. Yeah, that. That, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And obviously, you know, you got all the special teamers making cameo videos. So who the hell's got time to figure out if they got a groin or not? Um, And, and, you know, that's the thing. is like everybody finds out about everything. And Nagy even mentioned that, that, you know, um, they 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 think about the fact that that stuff is going out on social media before they even have a chance to get in touch with the players. So I just think it was... I mean, I think he basically told us they're going to carry two kickers. Yeah, the, and, the injuries, man. The injuries are starting to kind of... I think you can expect the injuries that they're talking about, though, with the ramp-up being what it is, physical fitness 
in and out. Getting yourself physically ready for a football season is brutal. Yeah, I'm just not. You know, and most of them are really good about taking care of their bodies. But you know, anytime you have to straight, it's one thing to do it at home. It's another thing to do it against elite athletes and have to struggle. Right. Well, all these guys will tell you that there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. So once you start playing football and you start taking punches, taking hits, or just, you know, just doing football moves, you're going to get sore in a whole new way. So, yeah, I mean, the the picture of A-Rob's outstretched and everybody's hyped up about it, man. And then you find out his ankle's injured. I'm like, why are they still, he's, he's a big target. Like, right. How can you not hit this dude when he's open? Like, why is he still having to risk it all? Like, who threw that pass? Like, come on, man. Uh, NFL.com tweeted out his uh, NFL 100 players thing, you know, all the way down at 93. And, like, I was sitting there going, like, God damn, they have this highlight package of all these throws, and it's like half of them, dude is, like, twisting. Acrobatic, man falling down like you know <laughs> it's like this poor guy man he's he gets put through the ringer catching yeah i mean i think he's up there with uh you know contested catches and yeah um you and know, mitch was mitch was, yeah mitch was putting him in some bad spots also i mean i remember that time he hurt his rib in san fran it was just like mm-hmm. why man he's wide yeah. open like, yeah, absolutely. So, so anyway, I'm not too worried about them, but you did have Jason Spriggs go down with a knee. I'm not going to be surprised if that's out for the season. Um, that's a shame because I feel like he was set to make the roster and was going to be, at the very least, a reliable veteran, and he was supposed to be the swing tackle. But here's what I will say about Jason Spriggs going down. Guess who that gives an opportunity to? Oh, baby. That's it. We lose one Indiana. What do we got to do? What do we want to gain? A different Indiana. Notre Dame. So, Alex, freaking bars, come to the party. J.J. Stankovic has not been giving us any Alex Bars content. I'm very upset with him right now. No, we haven't. I'm going to talk to him about that. See if he got a yeah, he's going to come on the show soon, and I'm going to. We're going to grill him. I mean, the whole show is probably just going to be about bars. <laughs> God. So, Jerry, you better tell him like he better get his bars content together. Like, <laughs> I mean, speaking yeah, of the media, dog. Kind of feel bad for these guys, man. It's like they've always been had a disadvantage to the fans at these training camps. And <laughs> Dustin, <Yeah. laughs> it was Dustin, it, yeah. Dustin Reagan Padilla, what's up? Are you still watching? The media's always had a disadvantage. Like uh, they kind of behind the eight ball with the fans. And the fans can pretty much what's post, up, post, post videos, talk about what they want to talk about, and. Finally, the media has the opportunity to be the only eyes, ears, the only, the only people at training camp, and they're, they're handcuffed. It's like you can only you can only basically share what the team talks about, and it's, it's kind of a disservice to the fans. In my, in my Absolutely. Opinion. Although I will say that I feel like the silver lining to that is that because there's such a limited amount of information going out, the reporters are getting to funnel everybody to their sites like i'm honestly i'm i'm finding myself immediately reading a lot more articles than i usually do because yeah. normally there's so much more direct stuff coming out of camp i mean you would have you know all sorts of uh, 
podcasters and bloggers and everybody sitting in the stands, you know, right next to the Bears thing either. It's a league-wide thing, but still. Absolutely. They should be able to do their job. Right. You. But, that, I mean, we've, we talked about, you know, and this is frustrating as hell is that the Bears still treat this like it's freaking Area 51. You know, and they're and they they keep all the information like tight, like you know, as if as if they're doing something different than than what everybody else is doing. So it's it's frustrating as a Bears fan. You go again on these other sites and you see this beautiful coverage, you know, drone shots and full on production and, and all this stuff. And, you oh, yeah. know, NFL Network had Patriots training camp on. I'm like, oh, that'd be nice. You can go right on your timeline. I was on the Vikings one, and they had, like, it was unbelievable. I was watching 11 on 11 practice. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I just was, like, jealous, though. I mean, like, I'm jealous of the content, you know, and, I, and I, I guess it's partially because of the quarterback competition, but it's still just the Bears being weird. Like, the Bears are just weird about crap like They're that. in the lab. Don't remember they got to get in the treehouse. Yeah, right? Good. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm just frustrated with the amount of coverage. So it's like every little scrap we get, we just fight over it and, like, freak out about it. And, I mean, that's been the thing. And so, like, the reporters can only talk about and write about what they actually ask questions about. And it sucks because of this. This is the kind of, they have so much, to me, I would think there's so much pressure to get a good product out from them because mm-hmm. we're all dependent on them. All of right. us. Yeah. Don't I have, mean, I have no this, this office can kind of feel like, like kind of like politics where it's a controlled message and that's all the media can share. So like for me arguing over something that's this controlled. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like everybody's, you know, trying to decide who's in the lead, who is in the lead, who is in the lead right. of the quarterback competition. They and they can what they can. Yeah, and that's the thing is that there's not going to be like a Foles was 12 for 20 and Mitch was 13 for 22, you know, thing. They, they, it's not going like, to be like the kicker competition. They're not going to do that. And, and that's fine. I mean, I think strategically, um, but we're obviously starved for any content. You know what I mean? Like we're absolutely starved. We see one highlight reel. But I will say, you know, well, come on. with probably one highlight reel. Uh, for sure, but again, it, it, you know, here's Komet making a badass catch, and they got the music all queued up, but what's missing? Who threw the ball, Bears? <laughs> Who threw the ball? You got us out here trying to say Tyler Bray has the best throw in camp because we are so starved to know who threw the fucking ball. Come on. Come on, Jen. I know you got the footage. Let it go. <laughs> Let it out. Like, we want to know who threw the ball. I'm sure she's listening. Like, I'm sure I want to... <laughs> who that? Who that? That's, yes. That's, oh, <laughs> okay. that's, that's, that's PC principle. Yo, so, but they, I mean, that's the thing. is like, they won't, they won't let us know who threw the damn ball. So we're left to, like, you know, uh, scrap it out over these little snippets that we get to see like right. you know and, the, and then you know you got people that think oh Foles has thrown nearly four interceptions it's like no that's four different reporters writing about the same almost interception like yeah like come on well, even the Artie Burns hype like everybody thought like, oh that's such a bummer though it does suck for him because he's finally like getting a pretty good opportunity but like everybody was acting like we lost 
Well, and that was because of Schefter. Schefter, like, out of the blue, I'm like, Schefter, what are you even tweeting about the Bears for? Like, get out of here with that. And then he's like, you know, oh, boy, this means that second-round pick, Jalen Johnson, is going to have to, uh, you know, step up and and replace the starter. And we're all like, huh? Artie Burns a starter? Like, come on. Like, he's yeah, not even Everybody's a getting reps. We don't really know what their decision yeah, everybody's getting reps they kind of did a weird thing where they kind of put some of the i think they they were did strategic for this where they put the low guys up first just because you know what they they know what they have in kevin Tolliver, right they don't have a lot of time they know who kevin Tolliver is they don't need to see him in reps they need to see if Artie burns can play like at all so so he got moved up to the top of the depth chart because you got to see this dude. You don't have time. You know, there's then they probably told Kevin Tolliver, like, bro, you're making the roster. Like, you're not going to get cut. <clears throat> but we got to see if this other guy can play. So that's why everybody kind of got confused. And that's why I said, like, the casuals are flipping out. Like, who oh, no, we lost our quarterback. It's like, no, like, relax. Like, Artie Burns was never slated to make the roster in anybody's mind. Like I said, it's not helping Kevin, that Kevin Tolliver's not getting any love. That's really a – that's something that I took from that. Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I think he is. Like, I think – Yeah, I think it'd be the Bears Bears know they brought up Buster Train as being the outside option, then the next man up for that outside option. I was just like, Buster, though? Well, and I saw Vildor playing on the outside in drills, but I don't know if that was a 11 on 11. They haven't done much 11 on 11. That's the thing. Yeah, Buster, Buster can play outside. I just don't. I think he'd, he'd be like a great glass in case of emergency. Uh, yeah, I would not like to see it. I'd rather see Sherrick, you know, to be honest. But they got some guys. I mean, like, they got guys. Artie Burns was not, like, you know, obviously you don't want that to happen, but Artie Burns was not a huge injury to us um it, you know it is, they, they did have some more visits with random guys so it doesn't look like they brought anybody else on except for the kicker which i don't even think he visited um but they must be familiar with him from kansas city so <clears throat> that's that's probably the deal but i mean you know we we just gotta pray that we get through these next three weeks and and do it healthy you know, I mean, that's the thing. And today, there was a huge scare, right? Um, you know, I'm sure everybody saw this. You guys are all on Twitter, you know, I'm sure. But there was a huge scare today where the, where the Bears, amongst other teams, all came up with a bunch of false positives, you know, a bunch yeah. of teams yeah, between like 7 and 10. And, and so we start seeing the B reporters tweeting, hey, we're supposed to be going in for practice right now, but they're telling us that practice is postponed. And we're like, oh, damn. You know, like, what's going on? Like, and you start, yeah, I mean, instantly you start thinking the worst. Like, it's like, thinking oh. like 77 total or something? Like, yeah, it was some. Not, not really it was wrong. a lot, and it was like basically like all one lab in in, yeah. in New Jersey. Like, what the hell is going on at that lab? Jersey. It's like some, yeah, it's like uh, yeah. I Christopher Montesalti's running that lab, fucking it up or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. But he, he Nagy said he got the call at like two fifty one. Didn't even realize there were false positives at that point. He just knew they were. Positive, so it's, it's pretty crazy. Here's our boy Dan Goodwin. Uh, says 77 involving 11 teams. Crazy. Damn, wow. it's up to 11 teams. Yo, they gotta close that Jersey lab down. Wow, 
That is bad. So yeah, so nobody really knew like what the hell was going on here. You know, you're just sitting there like glued to your phone, like refresh, 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 trying to find out anything. And then, you know, Tom Pelissero comes out and says, you know, it's a league thing. You know, it involves this one lab. They're following the protocols, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then we don't know what's going on because, you know, from what I've seen, I thought they were doing tests, you know, every day and then sending them out. I wasn't aware that I guess it's come out that they have different rapid tests at their disposal. Um, And they're doing those frequently. So essentially these other tests were sent out as a backup or a verification, um, you know, by these labs. And so it's another layer of protection. And then so, you know, and and then you kind of opened up you know, pulled behind the curtain a little bit to let us see how they do it, where basically they use the contact tracing and they have, they all have these sensors that they're wearing that basically, you know, lets people know when they've been in contact with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have the contact tracing, they have the, the, the rapid tests, and essentially they were able to, as much most of these teams were able to, determine that these were false positives. But like, Nagy gets woken up by Andre Tucker at three in the damn morning and hears they have nine positives. He gets right. an elbow from the wife. Answering the phone. Like I can you imagine like that feeling of like just the walls caving in on everything when you you get woken up and hear what and he's sitting there going like how? Who? Right. Like yeah. Rodney Adams? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like what's he thinking at that point? Like like you know, he's got to be flipping out. But they, what was cool is that at least they seem to have a very good protocol in place. And essentially, right. you know, shout out to Andre Tucker, who obviously from the get-go seemed extremely on top of it, extremely knowledgeable about everything that was going on. Oh, yeah. You know, they got the system in place, and they ran the, they ran the playbook. I mean, they now have a COVID playbook. And Nagy talked about, you have to have these layered contingencies. So, I mean, it's it's basically like this is another challenge, and Nagy has to coach through this situation too. And, you know, I'm impressed whenever he comes on and he talks about this stuff because he never seems like it was too challenging for him. He's always got this positive attitude about it. He almost seems excited to deal with these problems when they come up in a sick kind of way. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing is that, and I think I've said this before, but, like, somebody told me a long time ago, if you want to be a boxer on some level, you have to like getting punched in the face a little bit. Right. If you're a coach, you have to like dealing with these situations a little bit. You have to feel that adrenaline, like, okay, this is what I do, you know? Like, this is my moment to, to you know, I mean, that's, you know, I think anybody that's in a leadership situation has, like, that you know, has can have like a fight or flight kind of deal. And I think Nagy gets juiced up by that. I don't know, Jerry, what did you think about what Nagy said? I think it showed his leadership as a whole. You know, the thing that I took away that he was, he brought up, uh, what was it, like mutual respect, basically. For mm-hmm. Trust. Trust between you and your mm-hmm. teammates. That was a big thing for him. And whenever, I think that's the first thing that kind of probably set him in motion in three in the morning. like, who broke the trust on this team? Who did? Yeah. But he also, you know, he's like, all all of our protocols worked. Everything did what they were supposed to do. So, 
It's a fire drill. Right. I mean, it's actually, ultimately, it's a great test in case it does come up. And, and I did like that there was such a good system in place that they were able to say, okay, 9.30, we're going at 1.30. Like, it wasn't like right. MLB where everybody, you know, does a, does a uh, you know, I don't even know if you can say it, but the, a, 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 a fire drill where people jump and run outside of the car anymore. I'm not going to call it what we used to call it. Right. Um, but, you know what I mean? Like, MLB just goes into a panic and cancels everything, you know, doesn't know what the hell to do. But the NFL's like, no, we'll see you at 1.30. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think most of the teams practiced and they didn't miss a beat. So, like, you know, even though, you know, your heart drops, like, after this is all over, I kind of go, okay, cool. Like, this this was a test and the Bears passed the test. Yeah, it's nice to see that Nagy as a leader has the ability to adapt. Right, he's a, he's a good mm-hmm. leader, man. There's been a lot that's come up this season, and he's seemed to roll with the punches pretty well. But as far as the, the offensive play calling, man, let's let's have it trickle over to that. See see what happens there. Right. Well, I mean, what you have to hope is that you know now that he he has all these guys who are speaking the same language that. You know, mm-hmm. then he, there's just a better flow going on. I, I don't know. I mean, I just he talked a little bit about that. I think somebody asked him, you know, um, what have you seen in the offensive line? Have you seen any progress? Are you seeing the Castillo effect? I'm paraphrasing here, but basically they said, you know, uh, are you seeing what would you want to be seeing? Because that's what we've been told, you know, and we've mentioned this is that, you know, Castillo is the guy that's going to fix everything. And, you know, um, you know, his, his magic touch is going to turn this offensive line into something respectable. And so he said, you know, well, skeptical. Yes. <laughs> Super skeptical. He's see, yes, of course. I mean, dude, it's not like we had some slouch. It wasn't like, you know, like, I don't know. It's not like Hironis Pursue was coaching the offensive line. Like, I mean, it was freaking Harry Eastan. Speaking of which, Hironis Pursue has a job still amazing. But, wow. Like, Nagy said, yes, it's working, but at the same time, you know, it's too early to tell. I mean, that's kind of the deal. It's like, you know, the, the, the reporters are chomping at the bit to ask these big questions, but it's like, and they don't know. And, and he mentioned, you know, this week that, they're just trying to run the practice. There's so much yeah. to do to get these reps in, to make these reps count, to make meaningful, that they don't know what the hell really happened until they get in and they watch the tape. I mean, imagine, let's as a coach, you have a set schedule for your practices, right, that you've had forever. Now COVID comes in and it's like, uh, no, you ain't, you ain't doing that right now. That's, that's not how this is working. So then you have to go back all the way to the ground level Oh my, Brian got a compliment. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go, Dan Goodwin. You got a fan. No, yeah, don't, 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 no, more, no more compliments. Brian will get a big hit and yeah. start asking for a raise. The challenge is that these coaches are facing right now. I'm so Well, yeah, I mean, because it's, listen, they, these players are putting, and I don't want to overstate this, but realistically, like, these players are putting their health and safety and the health and safety of their families in the hands of this organization and thereby in the hands of these coaches. And I think everybody in house is taking this extremely seriously, but you have to remember that that's what's really happening. And I think Nagy was really cognizant of that and he respects that so much. 
and they really, you know, it, like he basically said it like, listen, we had 140 people on a Zoom call early in, you know, ass crack of dawn after I got up at three in the morning to deal with this shit, and we talked it out. Right. And it was like, okay, I'm going to need you to, you know how we built all this trust? It's time to put rubber to the road and let's trust. And we are we are not going to do anything that's going to put you in danger. And they believed it, you know, and they, and that's good, you know. And I think that all these players that are here right now are drinking that Kool-Aid, which I think I want to believe is a whole lot more valuable than the, you know, Bears 100 Kool-Aid that Jim McMahon was ladling out. You know what I mean? Like, I think these guys are really kind of getting on some band of brothers type shit going through all this stuff, you know, after George Floyd and the COVID offseason and now this. All this stuff, I think it's just making them even closer. So, I mean, that's just... But I also think that, I also think coming off of the last couple seasons with Nagy, this team was already close as it is, so these situations right. that arose were... They, they already had a tight-knit group. It, I mean, thank God that John Fox is not, you know, Mr. Magooing his way through this, like, situation. Like, can you imagine, like, him talking about – I mean, he'd be rambling on about, you know, uh, his pet monkey and, you know, and, and, and the time when he had, uh, you know, a flu when he was eight. And, hey, you know, I don't know we're going to deal with this COVID and all that. I mean, it would be insane. Like, I, like, thank God. Like, when Nanny's up there, like, I feel comfortable and I'm like, cool. Like, this guy, I feel like he really cares. He's a genuine dude. And, oh, yeah. Just, it, it, yeah, and he needs to, needs to pick up that offense, though. Yeah, absolutely. He's got to pick up the offense. No, I mean, absolutely. But what he's doing is important. But what we don't want is, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. We do or we don't. But, but you know, is he going to be like, is he going to be Lovey Smith? Or is he going to be Andy Reid? You know what I mean? Like, is Lovey Smith a great leader of men? Galvanize the room. Dudes run through a brick wall for the guy. But he didn't care about the offensive side of the ball at all. It took Andy Reid a while to get to, the, get to the top of the mountain, too. So, right. Fired for going 10 and 6. Yeah, but you know that know, it, was, know, it wasn't. I, I mean, that's like that's like the that's like the the like revisionist talking point that everybody loves to loves to shake down. It's like it's like the the Robbie Gold thing. Like, well, the Bears cut Robbie Gold. It's like, yeah, well, that's not the whole story, motherfucker. Like, like you know, that's not that you know that wasn't the whole story. There was a whole slide to that. Now, Lovey, I agree. I, at the time, I was like, huh. Who are they? And then you know, and then we you know we got sold the Tressman you know the Tressman experience. It was a, a carousel of offensive coordinators. That Lovey just couldn't get the couldn't get the right guy. In yeah. The well, I think. Well, Mike Mark sends off a fucking Hall of Famer. Yes, well, but it's. It, it, why, I why think what happened? I don't know, but it just you know, it just, there's always more to the story, is a thing. So at this right. point in this story of this season. I feel good about a few things. I feel good about Matt Nagy. I feel good about what's going on. I feel good about the defense. I feel good about 
to some degree, the idea of a running game kind of being something that might take shape. I'm not willing to like, you know, say that I believe that they're going to all of a sudden have this running game, but it's been, you know, hinted that there's a scheme change. You think there's a little bit being a little bit too much being put into Cordero working out at running back? I think it's just to refine his skills at running back and maybe put him on the depth chart at running back. But I, I don't. People are talking like this guy's going to lead the team at rushing. I saw on Twitter. Nah, that's crazy. No, I, I know, but I, I just think he's just trying Listen, to hone if his he gets a little bit better. But if he gets 50 carries. I'd be shocked. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's gonna get that many carries. Um, you think it's a smoke and mirror? I, like I said last time, I think it's a smoke and mirrors move to make a roster spot for the receiver. No, I think kind of kind of like what I mentioned before. They're almost doing things in reverse, where it's like, okay, these are the knowns. <laughs> knowns go to the back of the line. We know what you are. I know what David Montgomery is. I know. We got to see what Cordell is as a running back, right? Because that that informs some other decisions. So um, I hope, I mean, I have heard that Artavis Pierce has looked nice. I read a couple articles that, that mentioned him. I just him think Patterson needs to just, like, just get a little bit better at it when he is called to do it. I don't think it's much more yeah. than that. I mean, he may be on the depth chart as a running back, like Jer said, to just be able to free up the spot for to, to hold more guys. Right, and, and then, you know, yeah, I agree. I think that's what that's going to be. Um, you know, but it's so I don't know that we'll ever. But, you know, I hope that they're going to do it. I mean, it's kind of frustrating on the one hand. It's like, oh, now you are, like, going to really. I mean, it's like what happened before? Like, you know, <laughs> where was he? Yeah, like you have to. I mean, not only does he have to learn the position. Okay, great. But he also has to, like, get given the ball at a time when it makes sense, you know, not yeah, on fourth yeah. down when everybody knows it's coming. Yeah, well, it can't you be know, when he's back there, it's probably it's probably going over the way they well, play. Yeah, 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 like, oh, quarter, here comes Cordero Patterson, like, striding in, looking like the fucking Predator, like, going single back. It's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, you know, I, I like, I, I just don't get it. Like, you know, they, they were never able to have that deceptive mix that Nagy had in 2018, you know, where, like... I wish we had another back that could be the workhorse, so in, in the event something does happen to Montgomery, we're kind of screwed there. I mean, for, as far as a full-time guy. You got Ryan Null, baby. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Null. <Nall. laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's his time. We need that training camp hero, so maybe, maybe it's not for me to do. Yeah, maybe it is, but, but yeah, so... Workhorse, brother. So we, yeah, he's running that golf course. So we, we feel good about the defense, right? Um, I'm interested in that safety battle. Dion Bush got a little bit toasted in camp, from what we've been told. And, yeah, well, uh, all these dudes are finding out that these tight ends are big. <laughs> like, this is a whole load of a tight end room right now. Dudes, like the shortest dude is like six four. Right. Like. I mean, these are some beasts. Can, you say, can we say that the signing of Jimmy Graham was, even if, no matter what happens, I, I, think it's, I think it's been a good signing for the psyche of this offense, for their mental makeup, confidence, arrogance. Jimmy is, and I don't like being all meathead like this, but Jimmy is an alpha, and I think that they needed that to come in and and be confident and and take over and lead 
you know, um, because Allen Robinson is a quiet leader, right? Right. Mitch is a rah-rah leader. Mitch is, you know, on that, like, Tim Tebow light shit. Like, he's, I'm not saying he's not a leader, but but he's like that, yeah, he's like rah-rah guy. Like, it's like, you know, oh, look how much he cares. I care, too. Like, but, like, like, Mitch ain't grabbing anybody by the face mask. You know what I mean? Like, like Mitch Mitch isn't, like, you know, going on some Tom Brady, like, rant. And having everybody go, whoa, Mitch. Like, that's not happening because Mitch and the coach are still, like, you know, eating milk and cookies on the sideline together. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's only so much that you can, that the leader can be the bitch boy of the coach. And everybody sees that, right? You know what I mean? Like, like everybody sees the little coddly relationship that Nagy and Mitch have. So, Mitch can't really ever be, like, that balls out leader right like i don't think so not not until that goes away not until he's not treated you special it, though. you gotta earn that treatment right and that's what i'm saying i think no, Robinson, he hasn't, he's Robinson, been getting, robinson's one of the leaders on the offense he is but he's quiet he's not a guy who's going to get in anybody's face so what i'm saying about jimmy graham is this guy came in and clearly he was given the green light or else it's just who he is but it didn't seem like who he was in, in green bay so he came in and somebody told him, hey, bro, you need to shake this room up like because there's no room, number one. You are the room when you get here. Am I missing something? Like, what did Jimmy Graham do to hype people up? He's come in and just dominated practice. Uh-huh. He's, he's spiking the ball. He's yelling. He's he's throwing, you know, throwing the ball around. He's pissing people off. He's getting, you know, he's getting uh, challenging the defense. He's challenging our defense. Yes, that's, that's a, something. I mean, they're not getting pushed around so much by our defense. I mean, I know I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm buying a ticket to the hype train a little bit here right now. But you know what else is happening is that he is taking Cole Komet under his wing. And I went on record, and you can see it, I went on record as not being against the Jimmy Graham signing. I said I think he's going to have a productive year. So I'm not one of these people that, like, freak out about it. You know, I mean, we'll look and see. It's already, it's already paying dividends in my mind. What do you what, so you're, skep- you're skeptical? Talking about practice. Talking about practice. We are talking about practice, but what has he done? He's helped your boy. What he's done is he played, with, he played with Drew Brees. He played. He didn't do much. Didn't do much with Wilson. Didn't do much with Rodgers. Now he has True and Foles, and you think he's gonna ball out? Like, I think. All right. Worst case scenario, he's a, he's a Mark Sanchez guy because he's such a great leader. We need him here. We overpaid, right? I, I, there, I would, like that guy. Oh, he's just such a great teammate. He's just such a you know. He has a little more gravitas than Mark's butt fumble Sanchez. I, I'm just I'm saying worst case scenario, man. This is not a guy that's coming off like very highly productive. The last two years, five touchdowns. You know, he was in offenses that he was not suited for. Well, I, I talked. I, I did talk to some level-headed Packers fans that we've had on here before and discussed the rivalry and everything, and they were kind of telling me that the same kind of hype came out of Green Bay when he was in training camp and they, they thought he was going to be this huge red zone threat and the thing is like for every good play there's there's a really bad play there's drops there's he, he, i was like yeah my argument is he's an upgrade to burton and the kickback i got was like it's questionable if he's actually still able to be considered better than burton when burton plays he goes yes he'll be more available but you might get tired of the fact that he can play at a certain point 
So we, we, don't, we don't really know. Like when the season starts, we'll see. I, I hope I hope he's consistent. I hope he does bring something to the table. But I think I think we overpaid. Severely. Yes, well, that's what Pace does, so just get over it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Pace, you're not getting shit. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, at this point, though, you don't need to go have to do anything. You, you know, I'm not really fucking telling you. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I think at this point, we have to accept that Pace overpays for everything. I mean, yeah, I, you know, he will like, be a good mentor. To, to, to like, I agree with that 100%. And, and so far, that's what he's been. Here's all I need Jimmy Graham to be. 50 catches, 600 yards, 7-8 touchdowns. I, I mean, that would be – I'd be cool with that. I'm, nobody's thinking Jimmy Graham's going to come in here and, and catch 100 balls, you know. That would be a hell of a season for Graham compared to what he's done in the last couple of years. It ha- you're right. But but the, but the 2018 year he had in Green Bay would be fantastic. Last year definitely sucked. But hey, we can talk about Aaron. system fit. I get that he's in a no, system for it, but, but also argue, there's also an argue to me, argument to be made that if you can't do it with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, what are you going to do with Mitch Trubisky or Nick? Absolutely, Bay? absolutely. I will agree with the statement that a lot of people have made that historically Aaron Rodgers has not really been a guy that's gotten a ton of production out of the tight end position. Now you know they had a whole different offense. This year, so so with Lafleur, Jimmy Graham was being asked to block a lot more than I think he would have been in the McCarthy offense. Absolutely. So I think that's why he had a down year. He's not here to block, guys. Like, oh, no, I know, and like, I think he does have a productive season. Like just not going to get. There's, there's a lot. There's quite a bit of hype. Terminator and stuff. Like, yeah, it's getting. Um, it you know the defense did that though. The defense is the one that called him Terminator. I mean, yeah, no, it, you know, he's going to be like, great for the locker room. There's no question about that. I just don't. I don't know yet about the production on the field. Uh, he's he was extremely talented when he was in New Orleans. There's no right. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm not telling anybody to draft him in fantasy. In no, game. and he's arguably. I mean, number wise, he's arguably. I mean, I think he has more touchdowns than Shannon Sharp in his career. Arguably, he could, he could end up being a Hall of Fame. Same as, you know, same as it ever was with Bears on the offense side of the ball. It's like we're always comparing everything to shit. Like, it's like, well, it's better than absolute garbage. (laughs) I think think we've upgraded our tight end room, but our tight end room didn't take much to upgrade. And I do like like the potential to commit. Don't don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, Right. I'm just saying I feel good about the tight end. Position. There are some. Harris some, is going to. Harris is going to add a lot of. There are some big bodies that I can envision doing some things. I think Komet yeah. is coming along a lot faster than a lot of people thought. Um, I, I thought he was going to be good. I thought he was going to produce some this season. And again, it remains to be seen. Everything's. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. I get that. Right. But. I'm just saying, like, I feel good about the tight end room, and that that's saying something, you know, in comparison to last year. But in general, I feel good about it. Like, we had an absolute black hole of a position there last year, and all I need to see is a big guy run that damn seam route, okay? And catch the, and, and catch the damn ball. Now, somebody's got to throw it to him. Somebody's got to throw it to him. But when Trey Burton was doing his thing for most of 2018 until he hit the wall and, you know, whatever happened to him happened, 
he was good and he was he was an outlet and he was a third down you know outlet and he you know uh he would get you some first downs and it allowed the offense to do what it's supposed to do we weren't we weren't the same without him yeah, no Mitch, is, Mitch is proven. I mean, he, he did some things with Zach Miller too. He can he can make yes. a set. He can get yes. a set and going. So I, I think we, Car Car's brought up a good point. Yeah, I think you're just gonna have to combine the stats of the tight ends, and that's kind of like that. That's what it's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a lot of rotation there. As long, yes, as, long as it's productive. We have a better tight end group. Right there, so so in the in the chat, R. Malivik says he wants to retire a bear, and I think he's talking about Jim. uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away. I hope he does have a great season. I'm not saying he can't. I just, I'm not getting all hyped about it. That's cool to say that he he wants to retire a bear, but my thing is, is it's like, I hope he doesn't retire a bear while he's still a bear. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want this guy on the roster, like, playing his retirement years out right in front of us. Now he seems... He seems super hungry, and he seems super motivated, and, you know, I, I believe he's oh, going I'm, to I'm here play. for a grand resurgence. Like, come on, yeah. let's go. But I, I believe he is going surprised. to surprise some people. I Hope believe he is going to play every game. Um, and I believe he is going to make some big catches for this offense. Like, I just, I just do. You know, I, and listen, I am trying so hard to not get hyped because oh, we're seeing scenario, you know, he's also going to free stuff up for other people. Right. That's the thing is that that's the adjuster. And, and we've talked about this, but the lack of the tight end was so bad for everybody, but it was worst of all for probably Tariq after Mitch, because, you know, no matter what, without a tight end that you have to worry about, the linebacker gets the key on Tariq. So I think that's going to open up a lot of things for everybody. I mean, just, just the ability for a big tight end to carry a linebacker into the secondary changes everything like i mean that is such a huge thing now you have to get the protection for that to matter right so that's a that's a deal right there but it just changes everything when you when you you know when you let when you when the defense has to expand a little bit i mean you know that green bay knew from the first damn game that they could just play basically a dime package and threaten some pressure and Mitch would just you know spit the bit like I mean and now if you have a tight end that people have to think about I mean we have tight ends that they might have to put safeties on we have tight ends we have have tight ends that if they play the way that we think they might that you might have to like put a bracket coverage on you know like and that would I mean that opens everything and commit just bulls over that first dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you got that. Like, he was absolutely, man. I want to see some Mark Navarro, you know, Gronk, uh, freaking really like, Shocky did it in the pre Shocky, baby. Took some Woo, shocky. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's hype. We get all into that. You know, so uh, you know, and and they had the cute little backstory of Komet having a Jimmy Graham jersey. That interview, right? Hold on, man. Komet seems like a, a really good kid too. Oh, I mean, I'm a not, great just, kid. I'm not just being a homer with Notre Dame. He did. He seems no, like, no. He's, he seems it's, legit. It's it's the freaking, it's the story. It's the making Jimmy from a baby. Right. I mean, he's coming in in a position where we're just like, oh my god, we'll take anything. 
and he gets to come in and just be the savior. Like, I don't even feel like there's a ton of pressure on him because it's like if, if he doesn't hit a local, there's a little, there's a little hometown. He pressure. wants it. He wants there's it. There's pressure, you but wear that eighty-five. No, but when, when, you, when, you, when, you play for, when you play for Notre Dame, pressure, you're used to pressure. Yeah. Yes, right, right. You're used yeah. to It's like, how will we not be anywhere near the college football playoffs this year? Gerald looks disgusted. When what, I pressure? Yeah. what pressure? What yeah. pressure? Yeah. <laughs> is disgusted we because... We have the same record as you guys. It's, it's hard. Jer- only disgusted because of all the creepy priest shit. That's not really anything to do with football. Oh, football. oh. Uh, <laughs> man. Ew. Like, not like I'm a Penn State fan or something. <laughs> so, but but ultimately, he got to go. So, but anyway, the question goes. The question remains. The question remains: Who's throwing the fucking ball? Who is throwing? Yeah, you have to check the uh, Adam Hug QBO meter. Yeah, like it's like the little like. Oh, wait, I can't. Like I'm like looking at the thing. Like, is it moved? Is it? Is it, is it, I mean, like, this thing, man. I still hope to, but I think it's going to be much weaker. And when Foles is Foles, he's going to be like, he's going to fall apart. But I just can't see it not being Mitch. For why? I, I hate to say that. I, I, I hate to get you all upset, man. I'm just. And you know, I, I'm not upset. We have two backups. I am and, and, and you're telling me it's not my money when I talk about Grant. <laughs> if I say, like, oh, Mitch, you know, I hope he has a good season. And it, we don't want to pay. It's, like, it's $9 million versus, versus 27. Two QBs is no QB. Boom. <laughs> well, we said Boom. Before, yeah, it's a battle. I mean, we've been saying this. Battle like, of backup, cool. man. Yo, like, people are Hatfields and McCoys about Foles and Mitch right now on Twitter, you know, freaking out and, like, you know, choosing sides and, and getting wild. And it's been even crazier because it's Cubs versus Sox in Chicago right now. So Bears Twitter is just torn apart, you know, like it's a civil war. killing me. Like, okay, you look at what San Fran did. They had, they had a stable of running backs, and it didn't matter who they put back when they got their running game going. We got Montgomery, who I think can fall the hell out. But like after that, like who's who's our workhorse? Like I don't know. Mega Howard. Mega Howard coming through. What's up, Mega they Howard? Must, they must be just coming off summer playing, man. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mega Howard. We, we, and shout out to them, Mega Underscore Howard. Good ass podcast yeah, about uh, wrestling. So check it out. Wrestling and like everything else. Hey, they, they, the Bears are they're like us. That's like WWE a, championship belt, man. Right. They're yeah, like, I wonder where they got that from, <clears throat> Seth Rollins. <laughs> Imitation is the highest form of flattery. So, he's a Bear fan, too. They get, didn't they get that right. Thanksgiving game, right? Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, they're both Bears fans. Captain Hugs and... Uh, no, yeah. Seth Rollins is the Bears fan. That's what he's trying to say. Oh, yeah. Right, but so is Captain Hugs on the Mega Hour, damn it. Right, I'm talking, talking about all this stuff. So, woo! That two quarterbacks, we have no quarterback. Yeah. Like, my thing is this. Mitch should be winning, right? Because Foles, like, got off the plane, like, five minutes ago, basically, at this point still. Like, he is, you know, he was not working out with these dudes. He was not, you know, like, at the, the, like, secret guru camp getting his shoulder fixed. You know, and all this crap, right? Like he was—he was not doing all this stuff. He was chilling. He was having a baby. He was trying to figure out his life. 
you know, he's talking to Chase Daniel about weird coffee makers and, and doing this Nick Foles thing, and then he just shows up, and it's like, you know, it's like, here comes Foles, right? Like, you know, and everybody's like, damn, he's a good guy. Damn, he's big. Like, Porter L. Patterson with the quarter of the week. Damn, dude is big. You know, like. He's doing a little different, but yeah. And he said, he's what he say? He was big as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Quarter L. Yeah, I got all shook up. Yeah, a lot of reporters just straight up went with it. Went with the direct quote, too. That was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, so so Foles comes in, and, like, I feel like, okay, he's the, he's the dude, but at the same time, like, he's barely been here. So, so Mitch, if he's really the guy, if he's got the magic wand on his shoulder, right, like, if he's really fixed himself, he should be winning by a lot right now because Foles has left the door wide open. And the fact that he, by all accounts, is – barely winning, but but both yeah. quarterbacks are essentially pretty much unimpressive right now in the limited time we've seen them is horrifying to me. It's also tough to have red jerseys on, they can't get hit. Like it's until you're live, man. It's it's very that makes it easier. That makes it, they should be killing it. They're they, like I'm not saying they shouldn't in, be killing it. I'm saying it makes it a very hard evaluation. Bro, they were they were talking about Nagy was mad about balls on the ground during seven on seven drills. That's bad. That's, that is bad. These guys are professional quarterbacks. They should not be. And, and, and you know, they're not saying drops because that's what I did read recently is that Foles has been hurt by some drops. Um, but I don't I don't see how that counts again. I mean, they're going to score that if the ball is going where it's supposed to go. But, but what I'm saying is that you can't have drops in seven on seven. It's like or, or bad passes. Bennett Rogers throw like three interceptions. It's Absolutely, training. it's training camp, man. It is training camp, but but what I'm saying is that what I'm worried about is that we, we don't want to have two quarterbacks that suck. No, like no. or just newsflash. I think I think the more I mean, we've been there before. Yeah, like Foles, Foles, like if knowing what we know is probably from the history of Mitch is probably the safety pick. But at the same time, like if Mitch ever did hit his potential. We know he has the weapons to be very dangerous, like off the run and extended plays. He's more physically he's more physically gifted than Foles. I'm not a huge Foles Foles fan. I know he won the Super Bowl and but I mean I, I want to see Mitch come through, man. I really do. This is a guy we drafted early. We gave up a lot for him. I think I just think it's better for us as a just franchise. Cause we, yeah, or just because we I don't care, man. Them. Like I want to, you know what? I want them to be right about a quarterback for once. So I, I'm, I, I, I hope Mitch does pan out, man. I really do. I, I wonder what the the writers would think if they like brought in a guest quarterback from a different team that was like really good, say like Tom Brady for a day. And just be like, oh, this is what a quarterback actually looks. Oh yeah, like. I mean the chances. And then are I wonder time. how. You just wonder how the writing would just kind of slowly be like, oh. Well, that's the yeah. thing is that we are we are really like garbage, like you said. We we really have a poor eye as Bears fans for quarterback play, and not to say that we've never seen good quarterback play because we clearly have. We watch football, but there are a lot of Bears fans that don't watch other games. You know, whatever. Unfortunately, I'm in. And and we get on we get blind. Yeah, I mean, you live in New England area, in Connecticut, and you see. You know, that's why I hate the Patriots so much. So. 
The thing that we want is we want just for once in our life to have the quarterback position be the thing that we're not worried about. Like just one time, we just want to feel like, oh, the quarterback, we're cool. And the closest we ever got to that was with Jay. And that and that really wasn't that close because we still kind of always worried about it. Let's flash Jay's back on Instagram cooking. Cooking and he's got many cows and you know he's he's like all healthy with I don't know like cauliflower rice and like weird health food like weird health food Jay I don't know I'm, I'm not I like night vision Jay like I'm not really into like weird health food Jay like like reality TV Jay like it's like uh, crazy stalker on his Instagram about not getting six points for him. That was hilarious, and the stories was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if that's really going to go on. He told him that you know, if you guys aren't been paying attention to Jay on Instagram, like some dudes in his DMs, like crying about uh, about messing up a fantasy championship for him. I mean, when was this? Like, how many years? Like, okay, let me just put this out there that if you are somebody who like legitimately dms athletes weird shit you need to like seek help like i'm not talking about like hey sign my jersey hey be on my podcast like hey you know whatever like you're awesome i'm your fan but if you're like like dming athletes and and people like weird crap like you screwed up my fantasy championship like you got you got problems like that's that's crazy like, and so Jay seems to be having fun with it, and it's like, you know, you, you need to keep this up for 362 days, and dude is like, yeah, no problem, I'm nuts. <laughs> like, 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 you already see my crazy, you know? Like, I mean, I'm just, like, I just think the whole thing is, like, bizarre. Like, I mean, I'm all for ST Collins 23 says Cutty Thrill. Cutty Thrill, what's good, what's good? Number six. What else are we going to fault back on, man? Dude, it got so brutal this offseason, people missed Cuddy. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a Cuddy renaissance, right? I mean, we just, and we talked about, you know, the I last defend, episode. I, I defended him so hard. Talked about people. Brandon Mar- dude, We defend everybody. And so let me just yeah, remind man. everybody, too, that when they decide who the quarterback is, we're going to war for that guy, okay? Like, That's don't get it twisted. Now, we might call for the backup at some point. I mean, my head says fools. My, right. heart, my heart says Mitch. <laughs> right. I mean, and your merchandise, your your wallet says Mitch too. Like, oh, yeah. like, like it's time to come correct. No, I like know, that BN like, shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mike Brez. What's up? What's up, Mike Brez? Uh, says Foles bell curve is just starting, getting the system down. Trubisky is mid bell curve already. So I think that's right. I mean, Foles is feeling it out. Like. This is like a boxing match. Trubisky is throwing all his best punches in the first couple rounds. Foles is like, yeah, yeah, I'm just feeling you out. Like, I'm feeling you out. We cool. We're just kind of, like, you talking know, about, like, the kinda, angle, angle of the dangle kind of thing? Yes. I mean, it's... PC Pony says pause. 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 But I'm just saying that he's probably right. Like, Foles is, is long playing this because, as Nagy said, we're not going to find out, you know, about this until the very end. Like, they're not going to tell us at some point, like, yep, 
he's a starting quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I it's mean, like, you won't know until. Now that last comment, I would agree with. I would have loved to see now you have his hands on Cuddy and his prime. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, like Bear fans were really crying about the offensive line last year. Why don't you go back and watch some offensive line that Cuddy had to deal with? This pretty good. Kill, man. Like, Cuddy, would, Cuddy would kill for the offensive line that Mitch had. Because Cuddy would step up into the damn pocket that is there. You know, oh, and, and, and everybody, cried about, everybody cried about Mitch getting crap about running out of bounds. You can't do that. Like, you can't run out of bounds. So it's like, I mean, you know, a gaffe like that, to me, has a lot more weight. And a lot more, what a lot of people are saying right now is that Foles is throwing it deep. And this is what we said was going to happen. Foles is a quarterback who's going to take some shots down the field, which is going to loosen things up for the run game, okay? Mitch is going to be Charlie checked down, safe throws, 79 throws to Tariq Cohen's for 79 total yards, you know, and and so, you know, I, I'm not really worried about it because I feel like Mitch should be winning. If he really turned the corner and he's really on this upward trajectory, he should be winning noticeably. And he's not. And to me, that's more of an indictment on Mitch and it is a credit to Foles. Because Foles is who he is. And when the, but when the lights come on, Foles can be on some extra... Extra level. The only thing that concerns me with Foles, if he they, they do say he's the week one starter, is, is health, man. He, he hasn't played was it more than eight games in five seasons. Like you got to keep this guy upright. He's going to stay in the pocket a little bit longer right. than he should sometimes. Oh, you got to. You, you saw Cody James this week. Yeah, he's pretty excited about James Daniels and Ifedi. So Ifedi's just a mountain of a man next to him. Like, that guy's a big, long-armed guy that can move. Right. Well, he talked, he talked about Daniels gaining the muscle and, and right. you know, said that he's really moving well and moving guys. So so that's good. He's going to take shots, though, man. He's going to take shots. And I've said it before. He's going to throw some picks, too. But they'll be, you know, 50 yards down the field. Um, you know, there'll be like a punt, hopefully. I, I mean, I think that's going to happen. Um, you know, well, we've seen, I mean, we've throwing seen out, some, Mooney now. right. I mean, we've seen some, some guys kind of step up. And so, you know, that you're not, that you're, you're kind of feeling like, okay, like, okay, wow. Look at this. Like, this is surprising. Like I could have seen Mooney being like a red shirt candidate. Right. You know, um, almost just like, okay, groom this guy he comes from Tulane. Like it's not, you know, I mean, he's got some good tape, but he's not like, you know, you don't know what you got in this guy, and, and, and we, we've been told or we've led, led to believe that Wimps and, and, and uh, you know, freaking uh, really are waiting in the wings, right? Like, okay, now's their time. Now's their time. You know, if we can just get someone to, to play point guard, as the football said, like, these guys are going to get the ball more, right? But Mooney stepped up, you know? I mean, he seems real confident. He does not seem scared. I mean, he, no, got, on a, like, he got on the Zoom, and it was like, yeah, you know, like... I got it. Like, he's like, you know, he's yeah, like, he's welcome to the NFL moment. He's like, when I got drafted. Yeah, moment. like, yeah. And somebody asked him, like, oh, Komet talked about, you know, being in awe of, of, of blocking uh, Khalil. And so what was your moment? He's like, I don't know, being drafted? <laughs> 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 like, he's like, that's when I knew I was in the NFL. Like, no big deal. 
I was like, guys have to play it back off me now because no, you know, and it's without saying it, they know they're gonna get burned. So yeah, so that's that's impressive, and I wonder if it's you know kind of as I was saying, like maybe it's like okay, let's try out the unknown commodity, or if it's really. I mean, it seems to me that everyone's getting reps, mm-hmm. like, and and this is by design. They have it very regimented. They're getting the quarterbacks in and out. They really want to keep it moving. I think you know, the receivers. You have to be that person. That I'm a little concerned. I'm, I'm a little concerned with Anthony Miller, man. Like uh, they they were saying he'd be ready by training camp, and I ho- I'm sure COVID slowed things down. These guys weren't able to get in the shape that they would have been normally in a normal season. But man, right. well, Miller with an injury history. I, I hope he I hope he's ready for for week one. They're bringing him along slowly, I think. Yeah. Because of that, they've been doing it with Jalen Johnson. They're doing it. With <coughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry, once you answer that question, Jimmy Kalaga has that question. Uh, will Daniels still be a center or is Whitehair movement? Whitehair will be your center. Daniels will be your guard. That's even, the way it, I mean, even if Foles is quarterback? I think even if Foles is the quarterback, I think White, they want to keep Whitehair at center. So I think, yeah, I think, I think so Daniels well. would be the better play there I, long, long term for us because if Foles is there, he's going to help the line out more than Mitch will. I think the line on that line is the tackle position. And we better we better have an answer because we've been hurt with injuries there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that like I think we said, you know, I think that the Massey injury was a little fluky, but you know, it's Very it's interesting. interesting. We also heard that let, we, we haven't heard anything about Daniels even is even playing center. I haven't been. They can't. No, really share I don't much, think. He, I don't think he is. I mean, you know, they, I know they can't share much, but they did get to talk to Cody. So all the Bosch snaps are Cody. Well, I don't, that was not all those. I heard there was like a couple. Mm. But but he did kind of allude to the run scheme change, um, and and mentioned you know uh, somebody kind of gave him a little leading question about not running so much out of shotgun, which is good to hear, right? I mean, that's how I kind of feel. Um, oh. So, yeah, what's your, this is a great question. We were talking about this a minute ago. Mike Press says, who's your backup left tackle option? Is Spriggs, if Spriggs is gone, which Spriggs is, I have to say Spriggs is gone. I mean, you know, like you don't get a knee really an offensive lineman in training camp and it's not a, a ligament. You know, like something, you know, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, yeah, so... Right. I think I have to bring somebody in if he's down, but I think. I mean, we were talking about Alex Bars. I mean, Alex. Um, Alex, Alex Bars. I was going to say Bars. Bars yeah, could feel me there. Like, Bars. Yes, Bars. I mean the Notre Dame connection. We we did the song. Mm-hmm. Like Alex Bars is 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 this is his moment. Like Spriggs going down is Alex Bars' time to shine. So let's see it, man. Let's see you step up, Alex Bars. Let's see you be that guy because we saw it in that preseason game. You played tackle, and he played well. Like you know, yeah, but I, you I mean, I, I don't know if he's ready guy, for left tackle though. But you've got a guy that's already started games at tackle that you're trying to try him out at guard. You move that guy to tackle. I fed You bring your Whoa. shot coward back into the guard spot, and you roll with that. If right, that but is, if but if there and I know I'm by no means like a scheme. I'm not a scheme expert at all. So I may misspeak on this, and sorry everybody if I misspeak. I'll, I'll on be right back. Scheme shit, yeah. <laughs> Is if they do run more of an outside zone type of run blocking, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, 
which I generally understand to be more guys in motion. You know what I mean? Like really legitimate runs, runs, you know, not these like herky jerky, you know, RPO type of things. Like, you know, guys know, okay, it's a run. Unless he checks out of it, we are ready to go and we are going to run toss sweep and, you know, counter, you know, type of stuff. And I think if they do that, then that's where a guy like Coward could really do better because when he was given the opportunity to get out and maul some people, he can do that. It's the pass protection and the finesse, you know, and we went into the I formation. Yes. Yes. And that was good. You know, like that's more straight up. Like, you know, that's the hard part about the he stand stuff from what I've read and heard is that, you know, it's very complicated combo blocks, you know, um, and so it's challenging. You've got to pass off guys. You know, you can't, you know, it's like, okay, your role is to chip him and then pass him off and go to the second level or whatever. Like, it just, it always seemed like they never knew what the hell was going on. They knew, like, yeah. in the rhythm. I yeah, know. like, in 2019, they never knew, it never looked like anybody knew where the hell they were supposed to be on the offensive line or really anywhere in the offense except for Allen Robinson, you know, occasionally, but... Anytime they were running the regular Matt Nagy offense, like, and not, like, the dumbed-down, like, high school version they had to come up with to do something, like, they didn't know they knew what they were doing. Cool. I mean, you know, as, SC-Commerce 23 says, isn't RPO one of full strengths? Thought they were selling that early on. Absolutely it is. I, I, dude, go watch the DeFlippo tapes, or if everybody should follow Ill Will 79 on Twitter, that dude's putting up tape constantly uh, of Foles and everybody, and he puts up, you know, tape of Foles running that Philly system. Any NFL quarterback should be able to run RPO. Yeah, RPO is supposed to be simple. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's supposed to simplify things. It is supposed to make their job easy. It's supposed to keep your linebackers and your ends guessing. Yes. But if you don't, but if you... If you don't process pre-snap the way you're supposed to process, Bingo. then it doesn't matter. And that's the problem with where Mitch was at is it's like, dude is guessing. And I think defenses knew that they could they could confuse him. So they would do a lot of stuff. And I think it's what you've seen happen to Jared Goff. Jared Goff, everybody knows the book on him is that he's – Worthless once the mic goes off. Yep. Once once McVeigh is no longer in his ear, telling him bedtime stories and telling him where to throw, he's he doesn't know what to do. So as a defensive, you just wait and wait until they they you know that that he has no chance and you disguise and then you act. You're gonna do better. And so when you know the same thing goes for Mitch when he's on the script when he's on the first fifteen play script, it's cool because he knows what's coming. But when he has to do what the offense is supposed to do, you know, run a play that has a bunch of different checks and, and think he just, I mean, the guy just can't do it. And he depends on his athleticism, you know, to kind of like bail him out of those situations. But it's like if he put him in worse situations because he likes to do that little rollout and yeah. they stay in their lanes. Right. And, and then, you know, and then what you get is him out on the edge. And we've seen that that just continues to get worse and worse. <laughs> like, for a while, in 2018, it was great when he would get on the edge. He would really do some stuff. But then last year, he'd get on the edge, and it was like a disaster. And I think it was because he was hurt. 
I have to believe that some of that was because it was her the way he pulled up and did some weird things when he got when he rolled out was was due to being afraid of getting hurt. Um, but He's that's what I'm bailing, saying. Bailing out a little quick too. Absolutely, the guy the guy never met a clean pocket that he liked. Like you know, it's like oh, let me get out of this. You know, and I just think like he thinks Until he just has Hillary, to... right? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> it's very clean, very nice. <laughs> so, but what I'm saying, like I'm saying, is that like I just like I don't know. Like I, I mean, I feel like Foles is still the guy who's going to come in and run things the way that everybody wants, the way that DeFlippo and Laser and Nagy all want. And Mitch still has more to prove at this point. I really believe that Mitch, the onus is on proving it for Mitch. I agree. It's not on proving it for Foles because Foles has already proved to them what he can do. Mitch has proved nothing. And I don't care what little, you know. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, what, yeah. What's, what, what's a hard worker. What scenario would, Foles, would you have more trust in him being the starter and lasting full season or him coming in? Being that he's already done this, coming in in the event that Mitch doesn't pan out, because do you want Mitch being that guy that comes in if if Fold gets injured, or do you want? I don't know. I mean, all I know is, is I, I just think that's the game plan. I think it's going to be Mitch to start. Fold break glass in case of emergency. If like the, if if the season started tomorrow, I think you're probably right. I mean, if the season started tomorrow, based on where they are, I think you're probably right. I hope that. And I hope, on the one hand, I hope that's because Mitch is actually playing better, and it's not these other factors. But unfortunately, that's where we're at. Is now we have a dead heat, or we basically have two quarterbacks, no quarterback, and so what we are in, what we end up with is them having to make choices using other criteria, and we know the other criteria gets messy. We're not going to be able to really. I mean, for the coaching staff too, without anything alive, man, it's going to be very hard to determine. Like. They, they might. This, we've heard this before. The quarterback competition may go into week one. Yeah, and it never stops. I mean, Nagy said that at one point earlier in the year, but before Foles even, well, maybe a little after Foles got here, it was like, yo, this competition just keeps going. Like, show sure don't stop. <laughs> like, you know, like you gotta like. You got to get get keep the job once you have the job. You know you can't just assume that it's yours. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just need to get yeah. to a point. Wherever is that quarterback, the offense just needs to keep the defense fresh and and be productive and be efficient. Right. When hopefully, I mean, like hopefully, um, if in a in a positive way, like let's say that scenario does play out. Hopefully, Mitch feels better about being replaced by Foles and doesn't just shatter into a million pieces. Like, you know, because clearly last year he was too fragile, so they had to come up with these, you know, with, with this injury lie, you know, that and why he was benched, and, you know, they had to lie about it. You know, even Chase Daniel was like, what? Like, you could clearly tell Chase Daniel had no idea he was going to that game, you know. And, I mean, no. to be honest, if you're Mitch and you get replaced by Chase Daniel, like, I mean, you're you're pretty, you feel pretty bad about yourself. I mean, 
you know, Chase, Chase is, uh, you don't want to get replaced by Chase Daniel. That does not mean you're good at your job. So, so let's play <laughs> the scenario out. Mitch starts the season, gets about four games in, he's not all that productive. They move to Foles. What about 2021? What's your What is your move in 2021? I mean, well, I got to, but I got to know what our record is. Yeah, are we in the playoffs from Foles coming in? If Foles is in, what is what do you do at quarterback in 2021? Do you draft? Obviously, you draft one, but you'd have to bring somebody else in. Correct? I got to know what happens. And the question is, I got to know what happened. You got to, I mean, in my opinion, you should be drafting a quarterback every year until you get it right. Yes, absolutely. And we've been over how Pace is, was full of shit on that. But yeah. my thing is this, what happened? So you say Mitch didn't play good for four games. Did we lose like, three of those? Yeah, say we're like two, say we're two and two, but. And then Foles comes in and he does what? Defense scores, and that's how we're winning. Right, oh, but so, so Foles comes in and he does what? Foles plays 12 games. He plays well. And we go to the playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs? Sure. Well, we'll if if Foles comes in and does that, Mitch is done here, and you're going to have to. Right, yeah. Mitch is like, what do you do, though? Because you know Nick Foles is very not, he's not. How good does Nick Foles play in your scenario? Yeah, if that happens, if he gets us to the playoffs, he's going to be a starter starting the next year. 2018 Mitch. Okay, well, Foles doesn't have the legs for that, man. Foles, Foles is not, this, and this is something that was brought up on Twitter. Shout out to whoever's been, is that, you know, like, I think a lot of people are going to agree with this, is that no matter where you come out on the Foles-Mitch debate, everybody needs to agree that they are neither long, neither are long-term so, solutions. Right, you draft the quarterback. If Foles is like, being a starter. One, but you also have to bring one in, do you not? Like, Another veteran? I don't know. You'd have to make a move to somebody. I think you draft a quarterback. If you're already ready to give up on that. And that's done. I mean, I think they've already, like, packed Mitch's bags. Like, you know, it's like, sorry, kid. Like, you're ready to go. Like, like, you know, Mitch Mitch is, like, half moved out as far as I'm concerned. You know, so and they've already no, they already no, have to I, they have to have full contingency in place for the fact that he is not the guy. And and you know how I know that because Nick Foles is here. Okay, like Nick Foles would not be here if they were not already on some level to move on from Mitch as a as a backup. Yeah, I mean, like what you're saying, you bring in a serviceable backup veteran, he Foles would be the starter in the following season. And, and but you have to remember that, Miller. right, but Foles has a bunch of kickers in his contract. So Foles, now, Foles, if he plays well, not only could he could he rip up that deal and leave or demand a new one, he could also, he also gets kickers and becomes – you know, a, a, a more more highly paid quarterback. We're not talking about. So if Foles comes in and plays twelve games, leads him to the playoffs. Say he throws for three thousand yards and twenty five touchdowns, and you know, twenty eight touchdowns and six seven picks. It's not like amazing, but it's decent numbers for twelve games, right? You know, for twelve um, games, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it only as a Bears fan do you say that. For everybody else, it's like yeah, whatever. 
I mean, like, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, that's, that's like. For in a 12 game stretch to throw 3,000. I mean, well, Mitch, not I mean, what did Mitch do in his first year, 2017 or 12 games? It was like 2,700 yards and like seven touchdowns or something. Or, yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying there was a lot of yardage. Like, even Mitch not getting, like, yardage is so meaningless in today's game with, with for, you know, like, you yeah, didn't have you throw terrible when you're thousand. Thousand, so, Yeah. Right. You could have terrible 4,000 yard quarterbacks. And Jameis, Jameis did it. Right. 30 for 30. And Michigan, I mean, James couldn't even get a damn job after that, you know? So, like, look, all I'm saying is that Foles then becomes a more expensive quarterback, right? So I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. Like, to, so the, the bringing a veteran, I don't know. I'm not going with that. The no, I'm, talking, I'm talking about as a backup, being a serviceable veteran. Not anybody that you have to pay a lot of money. No. I mean, Matt Moore, okay. Case Keenum, uh, I don't know who. Uh, Marcus Mariota, the Raiders are done with him, you know, now now Mitch is, you know, backing up wherever he's backing up, maybe he's... No, Derek Carr and the Raiders are done with him, I'm going to say bye to everybody. Derek Carr is not going anywhere, like... I, we've been, I was teased by the siren song no, during Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. Oh. From January, like, till probably April. So, but the, I mean, Jared, that's a great question. It presents it. I, I think that you have to start thinking about drafting a quarterback. But this defense is ready. That's the problem. And you just put you not only like you just put more money in the defense. You just paid Eddie Jackson. You just brought in Robert Quinn. Yeah, like, bringing in Robert Quinn is a win now. Bringing in a guy like Jimmy Graham. Of, 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 right. Of, you know, I mean, these are. Let's get over the hump now. So, right. But here's what I, I will say: Jimmy Graham's going to do that for you, but. The Robert Quinn deal hasn't out. It could be a very short deal. You know, um, Jimmy Graham's only a two-year contract. I know they gave him a high guarantee, whatever. I, I think that, the, like, a lot of people are still very convinced that Pace and Nagy are on the hot seat. I'm not because really buying that. Hard to tell. I think hard even, to yeah, even without COVID, I don't buy that they are on the hot seat. Like, I feel like the McCaskies and Ted are very happy with the perception of the the organization, the Bears are pretty much scandal free, which you know they love. That's very important to them. There's no black eyes in the media. I said black eyes in the media going on. Um, you know, there's no like, you know, I mean, we had a little Roquan business here and there. Roquan on a boat, you know, boats and hoes. Roquan boats and Roquan Oquan. Roquan in danger. Right, right. Danger mouse. You know, like, you have a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. There's always going to be that. It's football, right? But I think overall they're happy with Pace. They see Pace as a young guy who has a bright future. They're not looking to cut cut bait with him, even though he screwed up the quarterback, even though he screwed up his first-round pick. I mean, first-round picks are a crapshoot. And, and the McCaskies, let's be honest, they have a strong stomach for mediocrity. When Pace put out there in that 1920 football, whatever, he feels like this is a championship team now. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> well, and let me say about the 1920 football thing, like, um, I'm not going to sit here and, like, or people, people are saying it was, like, hard knocks. I'm like, no, man. No, people, I don't know where people got that idea. I knew it was going to be a fluff piece. This is, this is what they do. Well done, very slick, nice production. Great. You know, cool. It's cool that, like, 
Nah, nah, you pay some like headsets or whatever. We might I'm, see more. Maybe they'll get their feelers out there and realize they have to put more out there. I'm tired of the Virginia McCaskey crap. I'm tired you, of it. How yeah, dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm just, I'm tired of it. I want a team. I want a real team that's like about winning now. That's not a like a decision. Like, she wants to win now because she ain't got too much now. Yeah, left. she does, but like. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking bad about Virginia. I, and believe me, I've been plenty choked up watching that crap about her. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm just saying, like, really, this is what, like, there was nothing. There was no meat on that bone. Right. That 1920 football thing was like 15 minutes, and, you, and you're like, uh, uh, what, uh, and it's like, subscribe for more content. Uh, uh, uh. Get to see something you actually want to see. Later on, where's episode two? I was like, I, I was pretty hyped when it. I was like, okay, maybe we'll see something here. They're finally gonna do something like this. And I was just, mm. they didn't show us anything. Like, no, they showed us like clips of stuff they've already been putting out too. Yes, so. like come on, like that was like you're gonna limit the the content so much, and you're gonna hype up this thing, and then that's what it's gonna be like. Virginia McCaskey getting you know getting everybody all. I mean, come on, like. That was weak. Like I'm, I'm sorry. That was just that was weak. I didn't, I didn't, you know. And you got a, you got a rabid fan base that, you know, and it's and and it's like yeah, they're taking it like, yeah, we know, we know, we got you on the hook. So, you know, just chill out. We'll be back with our defense and our shitty quarterback, just like we are every year. No, maybe Royal maybe fans. maybe they start expanding on that. You know what I mean? And put their feelers out there. Maybe we got some feedback. Hopefully, it gets it gets a little more in depth. Uh, well, what the hell? They bought in. They brought in these quarterbacks for visits, and then what? They didn't sign them. I guess they, like throw Mason Fine on the practice squad. Why the hell not? What are you doing? Like, I mean, is it is it is? I mean, maybe after the that kid from Hawaii uh, just got cut too, right? The kid that yes. what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Paul McDonald. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ross Trent. I and I, Ross Trent from Hawaii. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like that overall, I'm I'm reasonably happy with with the way things are headed. I'm I'm starting to to feel a to feel cautiously optimistic about things. Um, this is where we were last. Last off. No, we were we were drinking the Kool Aid. We were giving each other Kool Aid rub downs. Pause. <laughs> no, but, but with Matt, it was it was cautious, the optimistic. Well, there was a point. I don't know. I thought, thought we, he thought he was going to break team record. Yeah, I thought we were like I thought we were gassing him up pretty hard. I mean. I mean, go to the tape. I think we were all in on Mitch. I mean, Mitch and Mitch and Jimmy Mack. Mitch with the sunglasses, sunglasses, Mitch. Like we were in on that kid. We weren't like I was. I mean, I was. I was fighting with Michael Lombardi on Twitter about that kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like going to the mat for him. You know, and so I don't do it anymore because uh, like I've been burned before. DJ told us if he ain't got it by now, he's not going to get it. Yes, Michael Lombardi Michael might be wrong as hell about the Yannick and Gakwe trades, but but he was, I mean, sorry, he was right about Mitch so far. Yeah, but you know, he fixed the shoulder, the strength in the shoulder. We're good. We're good. 
Yeah, yeah, the, the magic elixir. The magic ointment. He's in the he's in the he's gleaming the cube. Like <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm excited I, about the the defense. Absolutely. Yes. The, the defense offense, is gonna be hype. The offensive weapon. Just who's gonna who's gonna be back there? And the man, if it's Mitch, I really hope he turns it around. Chances are, I mean, this is just far into your career. Most of the time, it's, it doesn't happen. But we got, I mean, we got two fringe starters. That's well, what we you got. can say that, but I could give you a, Steve Young was a guy that started out in Tampa. It was oh, he started out in Tampa, man. Back then, that was when like, he gets he gets traded to San Francisco. That was like creamsicle days, Tampa. Creamsicle, Tampa. It took him a while. Yeah. Right, right, but that's by far the. I mean, you can tell that story and the Drew Brees story and right. and this and that. But those are those are by far not the norm. No, that's far. It's very far out of the norm. The, the norm. norm the, the norm is Marcus Mariota. Mariota. He was yeah. green from draft day. Yeah. Like that's the that's the norm. It's like guys just kind of fizzle out, you know, bounce around. I mean. Mitch those names, those me, names that we're talking about, though, Mitch, Mitch didn't have the experience coming out of college that Mariota had. So no, he's st- he is still developing. So hope. I mean, that's a good question. Is if Mariota is Mariota, will Mariota go down as a bigger bust than Mitch? He has playoff appearances. So does Mitch. Mariota has multiple playoff appearances. I don't know. I think he's got. One for sure. I don't know. I'm just, you know, and like if, 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 let's say that Mitch is not on the Bears next year, then Mitch is a backup somewhere. Because realistically, that's what he's going to be is a backup somewhere. Um, like, he, is he, a, will he be a bigger bust? Does is, is he, does he suffer so much from the Watson Mahomes affliction that, that, that will just forever taint his, his judgment, you know, or everybody's judgment about him because of that. I mean, I think I think they have to say yes. I mean, he's always going to be compared to to both those guys, depending on the trajectory of Watson. I mean, maybe that one. Well, the maybe only other quarterback that I can remember being hyped up as much as he was and just never really produced, also a Tennessee Titans quarterback, the kids from, that played at Texas during the Rose Bowl. God, what is his name? He got traded to Philadelphia, and then Vince Young. Vince Young, Vince Young yeah. Comparing him Vince to Young. Young. Yeah, I mean, you no, can, just the guy that didn't that. live up to the hype. Oh, no, no, no. Vince was Young, a, but Vince Young is single-handedly won a national championship. Yeah, I think Vince Young at least you know has more in common with with Watson. Highly, highly drafted. Playoffs a couple times. Well, that's the thing is that this you know team just falls off. It's hard to even find a complete comp for Mitch. Yeah, because I don't remember because, guys with his limited experience. Because he was so overdrafted. He was yeah. so overdrafted that it's hard to find a, a guy who has that limited college playing career. And then, you know, because, I mean, you said Vince Young did. Ryan Leaf had big had a big college moment. You know, um, even Jamarcus Russell had some big college. You know, had had big college experience. I mean, Joe Burrow's coming off of one hell of a season, just one season, and right. But he, but he also won it all. Yeah. So that you can't. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that Mitch is such an anomaly because not only was he 
drafted against these two possible future Hall of Famers, maybe at least one. But he also, it's like, you know, he doesn't have the pedigree in any form. Like, Mitch will never be re- remembered as a great college quarterback, and he may never be remembered as a, as a, even a good NFL quarterback. Whereas, you know, Deshaun Watson could retire tomorrow, and he'll be a, he's a college legend. <laughs> you know, Mahomes, I mean, if he never won a Super Bowl, nobody's going to be like, oh, remember Mahomes in Texas, like, you know, Texas Tech. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I feel like, I feel pretty good about the defense. I feel like we can beat the Lions. <laughs> you know, like, I feel, I feel like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like we're going to play well against our division. Um, and I feel like the defense is going to keep us in it. And if we can just chase decent, and we're still, we're, we're still at the old axiom of chasing decent, you know, get, get, get 23, 24 points, and I think the defense is going to score. Maserati um, Mitch is going to be back in full effect. Um, we're trying to speak listen, into existence. Yeah, speaking into existence, right? The Bulls, I mean, the Bulls fired their coach. The White Sox are good again. Why the hell can't Mitch be? The Pacers look like dog piss. God. Well, we knew that was going to happen. No, Chris, no, Chris Paul in that three against us. We knew, we knew the real Pacers were going to show up. Don't, get, don't lie. Being a Rockets fan, man, in the playoffs are always rough. I know we're up, but, yeah. I mean, so, look, I mean, anything can happen. You never know. That's, that's why they play the games. Like Chris Berman says, so I'm just hoping they get a full season in, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel confident. If there's something I feel good about, I feel good about the process that the team's taken with this COVID stuff. And I mm-hmm. also feel like mm-hmm. we're gonna get a season. We're gonna get a season because they're prepared for it. Just need yeah, to actually, people, people need to behave on the road, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, they gotta. I mean, they gotta behave everywhere. Right. Your own is available. I don't think I think all the NFL players need to be be suspended off of Instagram all season. Absolutely. Those, those Instagram girls can be like, oh, take out somebody did somebody order. Right, like Trump's so worried about TikTok. Like, going up to the hotels. Save and save save uh, save football, cancel Instagram. You know what I mean? Like somebody needs like, people be People be back on the message boards hoeing like old school times. <laughs> <laughs> people, people just take to Reddit. Some some deep deep cover Reddit stuff. <laughs> Issue these guys team phones for the road and like Instagram. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, like some phones that don't even go on the internet. <laughs> Here's your dinner bug, kids. Yeah, like you know, back in the eighties and nineties it was like cocaine. Now the now the biggest uh, you know, addiction is is the internet and phones like for these players. You know, like well, next time push the talks. Yeah. <laughs> where you at? When <laughs> I chirp, shorty chirp back. Yeah, right. Hit me on my hip. Hit me on the sidekick. Uh, be interesting to see how yeah. texting. It can be interesting to see how things go from here. To see where this quarter. Yeah. Hopefully, this quarterback competition heats up. We get a little idea of who's who's ahead. Right. Pretty we cool. Talk about Bilal Nichols. Yes, I. 
Adam Johns wrote an article, the top five performers so far in camp. He put Bilal Nichols at number three. Talked about how he's really stepping up. We're waiting for that last season. Yeah, we were expecting it last year. He had a nice interview the other day and was talking about, you know, how much the hand really bothered him, how it really set him back. I mean, that's just a lot of grip and rip right there. Yes. I mean, it... Like, you, get, you rip with one, but you still got this one in, in a fucking box. Like, I think, I think they, did a, they did a disservice last year by, like, pretending that he was going to be fine playing with a with a cast. Like, that, like, that was a mistake. Like, I think their depth is much better at that position right now. I think yeah, Jay, it's better than I thought it was. Yes, even losing Goldman, I still think there's there's people there that are going to step up. I really... I, I liked Brent Urban in stretches last year in, in spots. Yeah. He looked like he can play. He doesn't get moved. I mean, he, he, he stands up and holds his position and at least holds his gap. You know, like, RRH, Roy Rob can be a force. He can do some things. He's I think somebody with, next to him. Like, yes. And, and, and I'm just saying, you got that three. You got that those three, that three-headed monster of Quinn, Hicks, and Mac. It's going to be so nasty. That sure we'd love to have Goldman, like don't get me wrong, but the Bears are in, are more and more in the sub package that Goldman would might be not even be on the field. You know, I mean he was only on the field for forty percent of the snaps. Now they were important snaps. It's first yeah. and second down. You know, I mean it's it's run. That's snaps. that though. Eddie was like playing off and. Listen, so, that, it would be nice to see how he responds this season from that. He is going to be a huge loss. Right. Yeah, I, I do worry about if he if he was going to get that cleaned up. Now I guess right. we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing that he needed was for Akeem Hicks to be back. I mean, that's the reality. So I, I like I'm okay with their depth there. I, I mean, I, I, as I had predicted, they're not bringing in anybody. Like nobody's even visited that has DT next to their name. Or you know, find a receiver next, man. Yeah, we signed a receiver with a number six jersey. What the fuck is that? That's a like, shame, body. Yeah, but you give him six? <laughs> like, come they on. They were saying one of, the, one of the 500 kickers they had in camp last year had, might have had six. Yes, I don't, but I don't remember seeing six around that much. I think maybe Emmanuel Hall had, had six. Somebody yeah, had six. Somebody had a training camp out. Yeah, six has been given out in training camp. It's not, I just, it was a trip, though, because there's that picture of Mitch and this Rodney Adams kid, who's weird, by the way. Like, look him up on YouTube. Like, he, he was on the Vikings, and he had this weird, like, retirement. Didn't like, he used to do YouTube stuff? Yeah, he's like a YouTuber. Like, so it's like, is this, is this Bellamy Part 2? Like he's he's definitely got a big personality. Like dude is dude's out there a little bit. So maybe maybe Bellamy, that's up there. Bellamy was good for the locker room though, man. Bellamy was a good special teamer. I mean, and I agree he was good for the locker room. And then Tom maybe when he caught the ball, he was actually a pretty good receiver. It was just yeah. he had a lot of drops. I thought he was very he was he was much improved the last year he was here. I agree. Oh, absolutely. When he when he was motivated to get that contract he played. <laughs> how, about that how, is he, how is he for the Jets? The Jets have like the worst receiving core in the world. Like maybe we could trade wins to the Jets. You know, same I mean, Like yeah, you have Rona and Mono at the same time. 
Yeah, your boy, uh, your boy, the receiver that you like, who the hell's his name, Jared? Huh? Benny Fowler? Yeah, yeah, I think he's on the Saints. I think he might have hooked on with the Saints. There you go. He's still around. So I don't know why they brought that Rodney Adams guy in. I don't know what that's about. It's camp body, the rotation, you know, somebody for Tyler Bray to throw to. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, how is that guy even on anybody's radar? I don't think he was in football last year. So whoever that is. Anyway, so to wrap it up, it's it's I mean, it's been fast and furious, you know what I mean? Like it's it's been a lot of stuff going on, but I, I think what you said, Jerry, is, is really true. Everything's moving in a direction and it feels like in three weeks there is going to be football. And that's a new football. That's a crazy <clears throat> that's crazy to me. Like it's not gonna feel real. The like, teams had fans in the stands for their Practice. Yeah, that was weird. Socially distanced. I mean, there were very few of them, let's be honest. But the Chiefs had fans at practice. I mean, none of them jealous of the Chiefs. You know, but so anyway, they. it's moving in a direction. I feel like we're going to have football. I feel like when the lights go on, somebody's going to be in their center. And we're going to be cheering for them. So back the fuck off, everybody. It'll be this and that. Um, we're going to be cheering for them. We want to have, like, that, that's part yeah. of the so. Right, like relax. Just we're gonna we're all gonna cheer for whoever gets under center. So, but we're also gonna criticize them if they screw it up. Absolutely, we are immediately in in real time. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna run. The fastest fingers in the West are. I'm not the, the, uh, yeah, I'm not the Monday morning quarterback. Do <laughs> So. Anyway, I think today they passed a big test. Today was like a big, a good fire drill. Everybody got that feeling of like, oh, okay, cool. We got each other. We're, we're back at it. We had a practice. It was cool. You know, keep it moving. And, that, you know, that's good to see. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, we just got to, they just got to keep stacking them, you know. Uh, and, and, again, we're not going to find out about this quarterback position until, like, the last absolute minute that they have to, by league policy, right, say exactly. who's – I mean, so that could be the, what, day before when when all that stuff – or, like, day of when, when everybody, you know, starts tweeting out the – the uh, the injury designations, the active, inactive, you know, like, I mean, it's going to be last minute. It's going to be last minute. To what, hour before kickoff? Usually when the final act is an inactive come out? Right. Right. Let's go, exactly. let's go real quick with predictions and we'll wrap it up. I, I, got, okay. I got Mitch starting week one. Who you guys got? I'm taking Mitch week one. No, I'm going with Falls. There it is. I just think there it is. Contrarian. Yep. We need I, to and, yeah. Well make make your case for Falls week one. Real quick. That's the easy case to make. Again, no there is no tape on Foles in this system. No tendencies. Nobody knows. Now there's tendencies on Foles in general. There's there's tape on Foles in a similar system, but there's not tape with these specific guys. Foles is a total unknown to the Lions. And having said that, there's not much tape on the system actually being effective. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. Correct. It, you know, but there's more of it elsewhere. 
I just think it's I think it's going to be a, a fairly different offense, and I think it's important for Nagy to get this thing to work. And if he's in, if it's him to pick and it's close, he's going to go with the with the more proven commodity, and that's Foles. Yeah, I think Nagy, yeah, I Nagy would be able to run more of what he wants. If Foles was I don't. Again, it's like how we've talked about how when Chase Daniel was in there, it wasn't amazing, but it looked like the offense worked more completely. It, it looked like people were more where they were supposed to be. It felt better. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it just felt like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Like, this is how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Terry Cohen on a wheel route with a ball. Yeah, like, Anthony Miller's, be. like, getting, you know, hit with pass. Like, uh, what, what do you know? Like, look at this. So, so that's why I think is that, like, they know, I think in their heart of hearts, they know that all that fireworks shit is out the window, right? But at least Foles gives them a chance to, to, to hit a one a game. Like, Nagy wants to hit five chunk plays a game. Nagy wants to, like, really go for it and do it a lot more. But he realizes he can't do that with Mitch. With Foles, he can. You know, like, they're going to take their shots. And and so I just think, like, that's just – I just feel like that's why. Well, Mitch, feel like Mitch can physically do it. You just see – it's always been the mental side of it. So. Yeah, but now you can just tell that Nagy's done with Mitch – well, but, although mm-hmm. I will say this, I will say this, there was that the deal with, I think Nagy's just like us. I think Nagy is just like us, where he's, like, done with Mitch, but somewhere deep inside, he's got so much love for that kid. Mm-hmm. Like, and he wants, like, there's somebody inside of Nagy that's not, that's that, that realizes that he wants Mitch to do it, too. Like, he wants Mitch yeah. to rise out of the ashes and and so you see that, and they talked about you know some throw to Horstead. Apparently, Mitch made some super nice thirty-something yard throw to Horstead, and Nagy had couldn't help himself because Nagy's been trying to be Johnny Tough Love, right? And and be all hard ass like it's a competition. We're the best man, man. Apparently, he got real mushy and 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 you know and, and let his guard down and you know told Mitch what a special throw it was and then reporters you know asked him about it and it was that was confirmed so there's still a little bit of that in Nagy so I think Mitch still has a shot to to sign I, I just don't like I don't see this scenario playing out where Pace like pulls rank and is like no we're giving Mitch one more chance unless Foles is just terrible in practice like I think he has to be like scary bad for that to happen. Well, that's it. I mean, we'll that's see. why I would say we'll see. So anyway, that's it. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah, tuning thanks in for on Twitter, Periscope. Thanks for interacting in the chat. Um, we do this Sunday nights, so please join us again. Uh, the new episode on podcast will be out tomorrow. Uh, again, Brawl Network. Check us out. Go to the website. We got merch. You want a shirt? You want a hat? You want all that good stuff? We got it. Um, get that good, good tailgate show. Covering every team with the articles, too. Those guys are doing a great job. Yep, yep. Covering with articles. They got breaking news. There's brawl for almost every team in the league. What kind of stuff? Yeah, all, all this NBA, Bulls, Penguins. Uh, reality TV brawl, a, you know, ultimate fighting. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, not like 50 podcasts now. It's crazy. Like, this is crazy. There's so many 
Like it's, it's, I don't even, I can't even keep track. I, so check it out. Check us out. We appreciate you. Please, if you have a chance and you listen, you got all the way to the episode, you would help us immensely if you went onto iTunes or whatever site you listen to the podcast and you rated us. And hopefully it's a good rating. If it's not a good rating, you know, fuck off. But <laughs> if, if it's a good rating, we'd love to have it, right? Like, give us a review. You know, tell us you think we're fucking the greatest thing ever. You know what I mean? Like, it helps us. It helps. It helps move. We see that. We see the. You know, the movement. We see the progress. We like it. We appreciate it. Thank you for interacting with us on Twitter, on Facebook. Jerry runs the Facebook. We're out there in the groups. We're trying to mix it up. Trying to I don't, do I, our don't, thing. I, don't, I don't really do shit. I just show up. Right. Yeah. Did he just shows up? Still employed though. And says he's tired. Yeah, we're uh, day, day, day. Yeah, we we got to talk yeah. about the start time, man. I just uh, you, you need a better agent. So <laughs> that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. It's just another episode of Dead. Tailgate show. The burst. The false positivity. That's right. Chuck Swirsky here signing off for your Chicago Bears. COVID-19, coronavirus, can't touch us. We got the blood of Ditka flowing through our veins. Oh, it's actually boy. a cure for COVID. In Dicka blood, you inject a mixture of Dicka blood and bleach into your <laughs> veins. And these can be cured. Dicka 1000, COVID zero. Gotta have sausage. Sausage. Thanks, everybody.